Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. From Equity Mates Media, this is The Dive. I'm your host, Sasha Kelly. One of the biggest events in cryptocurrency's short history is happening this week the Ethereum merge. Now here at The Dive, we're certainly not crypto experts. I guess you could say we're more interested observers. We're crypto curious, but there is so much hype around this merge. It's Wednesday, the 14th of September. And today I want to know what is happening with the Ethereum merge and why does it matter for those of us not deep in the world of cryptocurrency? To do this today, I'm joined by my colleague, the co-founder of Equity Mates and a fellow crypto curious enthusiast. It's Alec Renahan. Alec, welcome to The Dive. Hey, Sasha. Yeah, big story today. Not one we're technically across, but you know the hype is real when Google puts a countdown timer on their website. So... It's big. Let's try and unpack it. Yeah. Google has their finger on the pulse of what's <laughs> happening in anything, pop culture, uh, news, whatever it might be. If they've got a little widget for it, you know it's big news. That's the kind of insights you come to the dive for. Google has its finger on the pulse. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Alec, to help us unpack the story today, we're going to be joined by Tracy Plowman, who's the co-host of the Crypto Curious podcast and the COO at micro-investing app Bamboo. But before we get to the interview, set the scene for me. What is Ethereum? The Ethereum network set to undergo a major upgrade this month. The merge will greatly reduce Ethereum's energy consumption. Ethereum is the second largest cryptocurrency by market capitalizations, around 200 billion just behind Bitcoin. And if you understand the way that blockchain networks work, the key thing that they're doing is keeping your data secure. Yeah, now Ethereum is the world's second largest blockchain and it has the cryptocurrency Ether. Now, Sasha, Ether is worth $200 billion and it was worth a lot more at the start of the year, but cryptocurrencies have had a tough year. Now, to put $200 billion in context, Australia's biggest bank, Commonwealth Bank, is worth about $112 billion US dollars. MasterCard is worth about $300 billion US dollars and giant investment bank JP Morgan is worth about $340 billion dollars. So Ethereum at $200 billion puts it right up there in terms of the world's biggest financial institutions. Most people have heard of Bitcoin. Bitcoin is often called digital gold. It's designed to be a store of value and a way to move money effortlessly around the world. Ethereum is a little bit different to Bitcoin. Ethereum is designed to be a blockchain that programmers can build on top of. You may have heard of NFTs, those digital artworks, or decentralized finance, sometimes called DeFi, or Web3. They're some of the applications that are being built on top of Ethereum. Basically, the idea is in the future, everything we use currently on the internet will have an equivalent built on the Ethereum blockchain instead. 
as I said in the introduction, we're not in the world of crypto. So why is this merge interesting for non-crypto people? Well, that's our big challenge today, Sasha, to make it interesting and to make it understandable. I guess it's interesting and relevant for people not in the world of crypto, not investing in cryptocurrency, because the plan for Ethereum, the vision for Ethereum is for it to take over so many real world applications from finance to browsing the web, gaming, advertising, managing your identity online, even managing complex global supply chains. There are companies working on solutions to these problems or trying to better what we currently have now using the decentralized blockchain and the smart contracts that Ethereum enable. But the biggest reason we should all be interested in this story is the environmental one. Because one of the biggest criticisms of cryptocurrency today is energy usage. Today, Ethereum uses about 112 terawatt hours of electricity a year. Now, to put that in context, that's about the amount of energy that the Netherlands uses a year. Ethereum's total carbon emissions is the equivalent of Singapore's. And that's just Ethereum. That's just one cryptocurrency. Bitcoin, the world's biggest cryptocurrency, is estimated to use as much electricity as Argentina. Population, 45 million. So if cryptocurrency is going to reach mainstream adoption, it's going to have to address this energy challenge because in this context of concern about climate change and trying to reduce energy usage, we're never going to see widespread mass adoption of cryptocurrency when it's using so much electricity. So supporters of Ethereum say this merge is the answer to that challenge. And we're going to try and unpack it today. Great context for me there, Alec. I feel ready to dive into the interview now. So let's go hear your interview with Tracy. And one last thing to keep in mind, Tracy speaks about Vitalik. That is Vitalik Buterin, the Canadian programmer that came up with Ethereum back in 2013. So I'm joined by Tracy Plowman. Tracy, welcome to the dive. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Now, Tracy is the Chief Operations Officer at cryptocurrency microinvesting app Bamboo and the co-host of the podcast Crypto Curious. And Tracy, we've got you here because you are our expert here at Equity Mates on all things cryptocurrency. We're talking about the Ethereum merge today. Before we get into the details, I want to start here. Why should I care about the Ethereum merge? <laughs> oh, look, it's it's the most hotly talked about topic in crypto world right now. And look, I've been in the crypto space for five years now and I've seen a lot of things. And I'm probably, I'm not exactly Yoda level, but maybe Obi-Wan Kenobi. And this, this merge is the most widely anticipated biggest event in crypto that I've ever heard of. So, you know, you're actually talking about something that's never been done before. And, and Ethereum is, is kind of a big deal. So you may have heard people say things like, it's aiming to be the world computer, which it is, a decentralised world computer. It's a grand task, but they're on the way to doing it. It's pretty important. So we do need to take note of this merge. The merge is a process where the Ethereum network is going to move from proof of work, which is very energy intensive, to proof of stake. But proof of stake is very different. And that's where Ethereum will move to after the merge. Now, help me understand 
the difference between the two? Yeah, okay. So, again, a lot of jargon terms, but both of these th- these terms really mean the same thing in two different ways. And what they do is they help ensure the users are honest with their transactions. So, proof of work has been successful because that's what Bitcoin uses and that got Bitcoin off the ground 13 years ago. But now crypto, well, it's a billion-dollar industry, so it needs to do things a little better now. So, in proof of work, you verify cryptocurrency transactions and that's done through mining. So anyone that's heard of crypto has heard the term of mining. We're not talking about Rio Tinto over here in WA. We're talking about the process of discovering new blocks, verifying the transactions and then adding those to the Bitcoin blockchain. So each time one of these new blocks is discovered, the miners get a reward in Bitcoin and that's the abridged version. So this is really energy intensive. Um, and proof of stake. Now, this is a completely different way of doing things. The validators are chosen based on a different set of rules depending on a stake that they have in the blockchain. What I mean here is how much of that token, and in this case, we're talking about the Ethereum token, and how much of that they have committed to locking up uh, and they have a chance then of being a validator. So in both cases, the cryptocurrencies uh, that we're talking about are designed to be decentralised and distributed, which means that both of the transactions are visible and verified to these computers worldwide. So both very different, but both, again, decentralised. In a nutshell, it goes from having to solve really complicated mathematical equations with supercomputers to add records to the blockchain to now having to own and, I guess, put up your stake in the cryptocurrency. Is that is that fair enough? You've got to explain too that we can get involved here. So there's an option for someone to own 32 Ethereums and stake them yourselves. So we can also get involved as validators. We're going from solving complicated mathematical equations to staking your own cryptocurrency why? Like, what? why is this important? Why is the team behind Ethereum, uh, why does, is this on their roadmap to becoming the world's decentralised supercomputer? Vitalik was asked this question. I think there's a lot of different steps to get to where he needs to get to. And this one's become really important because of the, the question that people are asking about the energy. The big win here is this 99.9% less energy. So it's a big win for the greenies among us. It's all coming down to the transaction per second. I think what he wants to get to there are 100,000 transactions per 15 to 20 seconds. That's their end goal, but that's going to be years and there's different steps along the way to getting there. So this is just the first one and this has been, this merge has has been, I think, three or four years in the making. It's taken a long time. So Tracy, it sounds like Ethereum has become a little bit of a victim of its own success here. It's become so popular, so widely used that it's consuming a lot of energy and that the number of transactions that people are trying to record on the blockchain uh, is making it inefficient. So this is an effort to help it scale and help it manage just the amount of people trying to use it. Is that is that sort of what the intention is here? Absolutely, yeah. Since it's currently the most used blockchain in terms of transactions, this is going to change uh, the amount of electricity use each year by a huge amount. I think that the the number thrown out there is it's Chile's power consumption each year. So this is going to take that right back down to 0.4%. So Tracy, I may not understand the technicals of it all, but I certainly understand the intention now. This merge is to make Ethereum more scalable without consuming more energy. So let's take a break and then talk about what happens beyond the merge. Is Ethereum going to become more a part of my daily life? 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Now, uh, I'm an avid crypto curious listener. And if people aren't listening to the podcast, they should get on it. Uh, and I've heard that beyond the merge, there's a number of other urges. There's a surge, there's a verge, there's a <laughs> purge, there's a splurge. Uh, beyond the creative naming here, what's the broader plan with all these different urges for Ethereum? Yeah, you're right. The, the surge, the verge, the purge and the, the splurge. I know that, that's a bit to get our mouths around. And we <laughs> did, Blake and Craig and I spoke about this one um, a few weeks back. So Vitalik um, mentioned this one a little while ago in uh, a speech he gave and said that this merge is actually only 55% of the way done when it comes to Ethereum. And he's got some, some grand plans for the roadmap and there's, you know, many innovations along the way that are going to make it more robust and scalable for the future. So that's where these surge, verge, purge and splurges come into. Just to give you real high level because it, it kind of geeks out from here, but the surge, you will introduce sharding, which is another really kind of technical geeky term of things, but that increases the network scalability. Um, the verge will uh, reduce the node sizes and that helps um, Ethereum uh, become more scalable as well. Um, and the splurge, um, well, that one just kind of makes the upgrades... Um, um, run a lot more smoother and um, Vitalik, sorry, calls this one the fun stuff. So I think that's um, that's the last one that happens. So, you know, uh, sorry, the purge, I've missed the purge, which is the horrible sounding one, but that one reduces the network congestion. So again, all of these things though are going to happen over the next few years um, if, they, if it runs smoothly. That's the completion of the roadmap, which is years away. And it's going to make things faster, cheaper and more secure and more scalable. And, and one of those in there will, will hopefully lower the gas price because unfortunately this merge in the next few days or hours won't do anything for the gas price. So that's a bit of a bummer. So sharding, node sizes, gas prices, I'm getting lost <laughs> in all the jargon. I guess if you yeah. if you pull it back and really ground it in uh, what matters for someone who's not uh, in the, as much in the crypto world as you, can you sort of paint the world pre the urges, let's call it, pre the merge, surge, verge, purge and splurge, the world, the world of Ethereum before the urges and the world after the urges? You know what's really hard at the moment is, you know, when I try and tell people about, you know, when I try and explain to people what Bitcoin is, people have at least heard of Bitcoin. They understand a little bit about what Bitcoin is and peer-to-peer um, -peer ex exchange of cash. And when I have to sit down and explain what Ethereum is, uh, it's a little bit harder when I, and when I try and do that. And then when I sit them down and tell them what MetaMask is and how to use this app and how to use that app. And, oh, hang on, if you want to buy an NFT, if you want to do this, you've got to download this thing and download that. There's so many moving parts right now when it comes to Ethereum and what you need to do to interact with Ethereum that, you know, in some instances you do need to have, you know, a degree in, in you know, some kind of cryptology or development. You, you need to have some kind of understanding. When we see all of these parts of Ethereum's roadmap in place, it'll be as easy as, 
you know, um, getting a mobile phone, downloading an app and interacting with that because that's what's missing in crypto at the moment is the ease of use. You know, we've not seen, you know, mass you know, adoption on a big scale because it's not as simple. It's not that one step ease of use that's there. And I think when Ethereum finishes that roadmap, it'll be a household name, easy to use, uh, as much as picking up your mobile phone and downloading an app like Bamboo or anything that you use. Um, it'll be simple. And I think that's what Ethereum will be at the end. Mm, I hope. Yeah, <laughs> I hope. And I mean, that that's the development trajectory that the internet took beforehand. At, at first, it was the demand of people that studied computer science and, and knew how to you know write in HTML or, or whatever the, the computer language of the time was. And now exactly. you know, pe- yeah. people like me can use a computer and, and do what we need to do. And it makes sense that that's the development journey that cryptocurrency and Ethereum needs to go on. 100%. I, I guess for most people today, the exposure they have to Ethereum is by holding the cryptocurrency Ether. Is this merge Mm going to change Mm -hmm. the price? Is it going to change the investment? Do we need to do anything uh, as part of the merge? If if all our exposure is just owning some cryptocurrency, does it change anything for us? No, well, that's, you know, that's one thing to really... Note today, if you do hold any Ethereum going to the mergers, nothing that you have to do right now. That you know, I have seen a few scams that have popped up telling that you need to do things or click on links. Please don't do that. Um, if you hold your Ethereum, there's nothing you need to do. In fact, um, a lot of the bigger exchanges and smaller ones are, are, are closing things down, so you won't be able to do anything with the Ethereum that you do have uh, at this point. Um, but if you do hold Ethereum, let's see where it goes. I mean, look, I'm, I'm a massive fence sitter at the moment. A lot of people are talking about, you know, you you buy the rumour and, and sell the news and who knows where it's going to go. Um, I, I'm, I'm unsure. The fact that, you know, ETH is going green, I think means that we'll see a lot of major financial institutions like the investment banks and pension funds look to get their money into this space now. So I think there, there potentially might be a nosedive, you know, straight after the merge happens. We'll see. Who knows though? Crypto likes to keep us on our toes and do Mm. the opposite of what we expect it to do, doesn't it? So who, who knows? I think a lot of people believe that, um, you know, the biggest institutional objections to getting more money into the space may have been uh, this this green side of things, this debate, and now that we see, you know, 99% of that gone. Now, Trace, I'm sure a lot of people have got a little bit lost in the jargon, uh, but hopefully they have a bit more of an understanding about what's happening with the merge and all the urges after it. But I guess just to close it out, when, when we talk about Ethereum and we talk about, uh, you know, becoming a global decentralized computer and it becoming as easy to use as a mobile phone and downloading a mobile app uh, is today, what are some of the use cases of Ethereum that get you the most excited that we should be aware of so we can sort of start to understand how Ethereum might more and more fit into our daily lives? There's a lot of things, like you said, being built out on Ethereum. So anything that you interact with every day right now that's on your mobile phone will eventually be built out as an app through Ethereum. So, you know, there's a version of Spotify being built out right now via, you know, um, Ethereum. There's cloud storage and um, being built 
built out via Ethereum. Anything that you you use on the day-to-day will eventually be built out via Ethereum. Yeah, look, I'm excited to see where Ethereum goes. I'm a really big um, Ethereum fan. Anyone that listens to the Crypto Curious will know that um, Ethereum is my number one. But further on from that, I know we've got FinFest coming up and we will be there floating around. So if anyone wants to come and talk about Ethereum and learn a little bit more about the jargon that I've gone through today, then come along to FinFest and find me and um, feel free to ask me any questions because I'd love to talk. I love that, Trace. Love the plug. It is a brave new world that we're entering with this world of crypto. I can't say I understand it, but I'm certainly interested in learning more about it. Uh, I'm sure we'll have you back on the dive to help us understand it more in the future. Uh, So thanks for joining us today. No problem at all. Thanks for having me. Alec, what a great shout out for FinFest. I know I'm certainly going to find Trace and ask her all my follow-up questions. If you enjoyed this episode, then please tell a friend about it. It really is the best way for a podcast to grow and we appreciate you sending it to all your friends. If you're listening because you've been referred, then welcome. We have a growing back catalogue of episodes to check out. Our last three episodes have been about the changing nature of celebrity endorsements, US banning the sale of semiconductors to China and the Battle of the Prequels, House of the Dragon versus Rings of Power. So go check them out. Remember, you can follow us on Instagram where at thedive.businessnews. You can contact us by email, thedive at equitymates.com and subscribe wherever you're listening right now so you never miss an episode. Thanks so much for joining me today, Alec. Thanks, Sasha. Until next time. The Dive is a product of Equitymates Media. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media and the hosts of The Dive acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. The hosts of The Dive are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast.